0: FM, The Drive, presents the Behind the Song podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Halloween, a time when all the spooky songs make the most sense. And in this episode of Behind the Song, we're going to dive into the lyrics of one of the most haunting tunes in all of rock and roll, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Don't Fear the Reaper, released on the Agents of Fortune album in 1976, is Blue Oyster Cult's signature song, and their biggest hit. By the time the band were ready to record this, their fourth album, they had certainly achieved, pardon the pun, cult status, with cryptic, hard rock boogie songs about mystical subjects with poetic, nihilistic attitudes and devilish overtones. The band's logo, a sort of upside-down question mark with a line running across it, is based on the astrological symbol for the planet Saturn, which represents hard work and dedication, and the symbol for the Greek god Kronos, who represents Father Time. A proto-Hesher band, they were critical darlings. Lester Bangs had embraced them, along with Robert Christgau and other respected heavyweights. But they hadn't had a successful single or much airplay outside of their native New York, much less many album sales. To really get where the music came from, we have to look back to their early days in the late 60s on Long Island, where they met, and to one person who played a huge part in collecting the individual band members to form the group, Sandy Pearlman. Perlman was a Svengali-like figure for Blue Oyster Cult. He was wildly imaginative, a magnetic character, one of the very first music critics writing for Crawdaddy magazine, a poet and a mover and a shaker. He was president of the student body at Stony Brook University on Long Island, and he exerted some influence over the local club scene there as well. The band's friendship with Perlman evolved into his becoming their manager, co-writer and producer, in fact, he gave the band their first name, Soft White Underbelly, from a phrase Winston Churchill used describing Italy in World War II. No wonder the band are sometimes called the brainiest in heavy metal and the American answer to Black Sabbath. But they of course changed their name, and Pearlman had a hand in that too. He had written a science fiction story he called The Soft Doctrines of Imaginos, very H.P. Lovecraft type stuff. And in that Imaginos world that he created, the Blue Oyster Cult were a group of aliens whose function was to be secret guides to the people of Earth. He succeeded in getting the band to change their name from Soft White Underbelly to Blue Oyster Cult after this fictional group. And that's not all. In exchange for getting them gigs around town, Perlman wanted the band to each take a stage name from elsewhere in his Imaginos story. But the only one who embraced this was guitarist Donald Roser, who forever after has been known as Buck Dharma. Incidentally, diehard BOC fans will recognize Imaginos, the title of their 1988 album, which includes lyrics from Perlman's sci-fi poetry story arc. Perlman went on to manage other bands like Black Sabbath, and he produced The Clash's Give Him Enough Rope album. He passed away in 2016, but he will always be remembered for propelling Blue Oyster Cult's career, including introducing the band to Clive Davis, who signed them to Columbia Records in 1971. And while we're on the band's early days, you might recognize another alumnus from Stony Brook U who the band associated with. The writer and rock critic Richard Meltzer, who collaborated with the band lyrically off and on, including on their hit, Burnin' For You. But on the song Don't Fear the Reaper, the lyrics are all written by the aforementioned guitarist for the band, Don Roser, a.k.a. Buck Dharma. When he wrote the song, he had just been diagnosed with a heart condition, arrhythmia. He was about 29 years old, married and he said he was suddenly forced to contemplate his own mortality. When Don't Fear the Reaper was released, it was instantly ridiculed as a song glorifying murder and suicide, particularly with the Romeo and Juliet references and the vampire imagery. Back in 1976, some church leaders even burned copies of the Agents of Fortune album because of this song, painting B.O.C. as being satanic, which the band found utterly hysterical. Dharma says that's not what he had in mind, and he has denied that accusation since day one. In Uncut Magazine, Dharma said the song is a love story. The heart irregularity got him thinking about how fleeting life is, and he thought, gee, wouldn't it be great even if you died, that your love would survive? Reaper resonates with people because people think about this stuff, about dying. So the song is about the concept of eternal love and how futile it is to fear or run from death since it happens to us all eventually. Dharma was thinking about his wife, that maybe they'd get together after he was gone, somehow. Don't Fear the Reaper starts like this. All our times have come. Here, but now they're gone. Seasons don't fear the Reaper, nor do the wind, the sun, or the rain. We can be like they are, Come on, baby. Don't fear the reaper. Take my hand. Don't fear the reaper. We'll be able to fly. Don't fear the reaper. Baby, I'm your man. Dharma says that when the hypnotic opening riff came to him, the first few lines just sort of spilled out. This first section is about a person recognizing their end, when he says our time has come, here and gone. And then the realization that this doesn't necessarily have to be the end. Like the seasons, the wind, the rain, we are elemental. And so there's no need to fear death. Face it, it happens to everybody. And there does seem to be a sort of melodramatic beckoning to go to the other side, beginning in these lines. We can be like they are. Take my hand and fly away with me. The song goes on. Valentine is done. Here, but now they're gone. Romeo and Juliet are together in eternity. Romeo and Juliet, 40,000 men and women every day like Romeo and Juliet. 40,000 men and women every day redefine happiness. Another 40,000 coming every day. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, don't fear the reaper. Baby, take my hand. Don't fear the reaper. We'll be able to fly. Don't fear the reaper. Baby, I'm your man. Now in this section of the song, Dharma really pushes the melodrama into high gear with a dark message that has resonated with teenagers since the song came out. He uses a reference to Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, the original Star-Crossed Lovers. In the play, Romeo drinks poison when he mistakenly believes that Juliet is dead, and when Juliet wakes up and finds Romeo dead, she then kills herself. In the song, they are now together in eternity, an idea that comforted Dharma when he received his arrhythmia diagnosis and was thinking about missing his wife. The 40,000 number referred to in these lines is the number of people who die every day in Dharma's mind. He says that he just sort of landed on that number, and it fit into the song. The real number of people who die globally every day is actually somewhere between 140,000 and 150,000, but that wouldn't have rhymed as well. So, 40,000 people every day. Redefine happiness. We can be like they are. That's Dharma struggling to come to grips with imagining how he and his wife would cope with his untimely death. And maybe, selfishly, not wanting her to go on without him. The kind of thoughts that occur to us when we're faced with our own potential demise. It's a darkly romantic notion. Don't fear the reaper. Take my hand. I'm your man. Dharma has explained that Valentine is a metaphor for mortal love. Romeo and Juliet was used as an example of a couple who had faith to take their love elsewhere when they weren't permitted the freedom to love here and now. They're in eternity because they had faith to believe in the possibility. Okay, so that all makes sense. On to the next section of the song, which to me could be talking about the characters Bella and Edward from the Twilight series, Bella the human girl, Edward the vampire, and their ill-fated love story. Love of two is one. Here, but now they're gone. Came the last night of sadness, and it was clear she couldn't go on. Then the door was open and the wind appeared. The candles blew and then disappeared. The curtains flew and then he appeared, saying, don't be afraid. Come on, baby. And she had no fear. And she ran to him. Then they started to fly. They looked backward and said goodbye. She had become like they are. She had taken his hand. She had become like they are. Come on, baby. Don't fear the Reaper. So you have two lovers, and one is dead. The girl can't go on without the boy, and then either the Grim Reaper appears at the window, or the boy vampire, if you'd rather, to take her away from the sadness of this life and into the great beyond, into whatever's next. I personally buy into the vampire story because of how the girl ran to him and became like they are, turned into a vampire by her love. Now, Dharma may not have intended this love story to turn into a vampire tale, and he probably meant that the spirits of the boy and the girl would just intertwine together on some celestial plane after the girl eventually died too. But you have to admit, the vampire angle is too ripe to resist. Plus, we all know vampires can fly. We've seen it over and over again in the classic horror movies. The wind appearing and the candles blowing out is just so classic vampire. You can almost see Anne Rice's vampire character Lestat appearing in that window. And it works either way for the song. Either the two lovers' souls are reunited after they've shrugged off this mortal coil... Or the fella turns into a vampire and turns his girl into one too so she can be by his side. Such drama. Don't Fear the Reaper was Blue Oyster Cult's highest-chart success. It went on to number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 in late 1976, and it's listed as one of Rolling Stone's top 500 songs of all time. It has been used in countless TV shows and movies, including Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. True Blood, The Frighteners, and more. And none other than Stephen King quoted the lyrics to Don't Fear the Reaper in his novel The Stand, and it appears in the TV miniseries adapted from the book. And who can forget the Saturday Night Live skit about this song, in which the band are depicted in the studio with a super producer played by Christopher Walken who keeps demanding that Will Ferrell's band member character play more cowbell. In a New York Times article, Dharma said that the song has evolved into a eulogy and that they play it now when people pass away. He says it's the wheel of life and that he wants it played at his funeral when he goes. Dharma is alive and well, by the way. He went on medication for his heart condition and is still out there playing and singing this song on tour with the Blue Oyster Cult, although their lineup has changed since their early days on Long Island. And he's still married to his wife, Sandy Roser, after all these years. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes on lyrics of songs by Yes, Jefferson Airplane, and more. Classic rock and roll.